Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. The coronavirus. It's everywhere and it's impacting everything, including the affiliate industry. As such, I sat down with Chris Cooper of Two Brain Business to discuss the impact of the current pandemic on gym owners. We talked about what his gym, Catalyst Fitness, is up to, as well as what his two brain gyms have been instructed to do during this crisis. It seems virtual fitness classes might be a band-aid to start, but what it really will come down to is one-on-one tailoring with your clients. Chris shares tips on how to be a better online coach, addresses the fears of the industry, and gives applicable steps to do today. Plus, he goes into how to come out of this pandemic as a better business. I hope you find some ideas in the following conversation to not only help your gym survive the coronavirus, but to help it thrive during and beyond. Well, welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, Heather Hartman, editor of Box Pro Magazine, and I am here again with Chris Cooper. We've had him on the show before, but he is back and he is ready to chat about the hot topic of today, the coronavirus. So Chris, hey, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you. Thanks, Heather. I am so ready. I did about 50 jumping jacks and 10 push-ups and 20 air squats right before we got on to make sure that my brain was, you know, operating at peak capacity. <laughs> yes. Thanks. I would like to say that I did not do that. I think I <laughs> was listening to music and dancing at my computer. So same That's thing, right? right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It- Anxiety is uh, cardio for most people right now. And so uh, if you're getting real exercise, you're already a step ahead. Yes, that is very true. So, Chris, what, let's talk about the situation. What, first off, sure. what is your current situation? How is the coronavirus affecting you um, and, and everything that you have going on? So we uh, at Catalyst, we made the decision to close, you know, hours before our government would have shut us down anyway. And uh, it was a hard call. You know, we really wanted to be open and available to people. A lot of people were leaning on us for support in the community. And I'm sure every single gym owner could echo this. So we didn't really want to shut down. But in the end, you know, safety kind of trumped everything else. And we made a pivot. Um, luckily, we have a lot of data on what's worked in gyms uh, in areas of the world where they've been forced to shut down before we were. Uh, and so it was actually a pretty smooth transition. We kept 100% of our members. They're paying 100% of their membership. And uh, we just pivoted to online with one-on-one customization. And we can certainly talk about that if you want to, Heather, but I'm glad that the gym is closed. Uh, I went into my office building this morning around 4 a.m. to shoot some video, and I was glad to not have like a full parking lot full of, of people who love you and want to hug you right now, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. And it's hard because, you know, you say, oh yeah, let's still get together, but six feet. And we're like, really, can you handle that? Seeing people you love and not giving them a high five or not That's giving it. them a hug. That's it. Yeah. We're so culturally attuned to that skin on skin contact, right? Of even fist bumps, high fives, hugging, like it, it would have been really tough. You know, so it, it social distance, uh, luckily, is something I've been practicing since high school. So I'm good at it. I'm comfortable with it. And I would like to say that I have become more and more open and welcoming to people over the past couple of years. So this is hard for me. <laughs> exactly. We're regressing now. Yes. Yes. I'm like, oh, man. Um, so when did you all when did you all close? Was it this past week? 
The days are blurring together a little bit, but I think um, it was Monday. Yeah. So um, like what we've been doing is <clears throat> we're lucky enough to have this huge network of gyms and a tool that will let us track what they're doing and um, what's working. And so we've been in contact since the start of this with gyms in China who are two brain gyms and then gyms in Italy as the, as the virus started to move west. And, uh, you know, their mentor was in daily contact in each case. They would say, we're trying this thing. And then, you know, as the condition worsened uh, to levels that none of us really anticipated, we learned what was working and really like what wasn't. And then uh, as the virus moved west, we were able to take those lessons from China, try them in Italy first, you know, then uh, Germany. Germany closed down, like Berlin went into lockdown while one of our mentors was actually there waiting to leave. Um, but we could apply the strategies that we picked up and refine them and test them. And then by the time the virus got to North America, we already had a pretty clear picture of what the best strategy was. And so we were able to, uh, I took advantage of not that knowledge as, you know, 800 other gyms did. And uh, we started just telling two brain gyms, here's what you have to do. Here's how long you've got and then uh, spreading that same message to the broader community too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Catalyst has been closed since March 16th, if I did my calendar math right. Sounds right, um, yeah, sounds right. Yeah, yeah. and so, and you've talked about a lot about these resources and, you know, passing information down to, to all the 800 gyms. Um, yeah. You can find a lot of Chris's articles on our resource page on Box Pro Mag, and I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. Uh, but I think, I think probably right now a lot of gym, a lot of gyms have closed. I'm thinking a lot of places are mandated already. Yeah. Um, I know the gym I go to in Louisville, Kentucky, it, we are mandated at 5 p.m. on uh, March 18th. So, so I guess you yeah. know we we've already passed that window of like gyms are closed. Like you guys were awesome and were proactive about it. You were watching China, you're watching Italy, being in contact. So what about those gyms that have closed and they did not have a plan in place and they are freaking out right now. I guess, can you kind of maybe speak to that? Maybe some like, okay, this is a reality right now. You've been closed for two days. You're scrambling to get things together. What does that look like? Yeah. So to be honest, um, we don't have a lot of data from those gyms because like our gyms were ready and made the pivot just ahead of the tidal wave. Um, but if I were talking to somebody in that situation, this is such a great question, Heather, that literally nobody else has asked me. Um, if I were in that situation right now, the first thing that I would do is try to keep as many members engaged as I possibly could. Because even though your gym has been closed for two days, nobody's getting billed probably until April 1st, right? So you've got about 10 days to get people back on board. I think that every day you wait is gonna make it infinitely harder because people still want fitness and they're gonna start looking for other solutions outside of yours. They'd prefer to coach, be coached by you, don't get me wrong, but if you're unavailable, um, they're going to look at options online like Peloton, Swift, you know. So I think, you know, the, the big strategy here is first the mindset that you run a coaching business. You do not own a gym. You rent a space in which you practice your coaching business. And that space is a tool. So is your equipment, like your barbells. But it's not the only tool that you have. And so the tools that you do have are care, compassion, knowledge. At this point, your toolkit has been stolen from the back of your truck. You know, you have to come up with brand new tools to get the job done. Luckily, you can use the internet as one of those tools to deliver 
So if I were in that situation where my gym had closed, the first thing that I would do is call every single client. I would use the highest communication level that I could, probably the phone. And I would call them up and I would say, Heather, how are you doing? And then I would say, look, we've been scrambling here. You know, we really didn't know what to do with the business, but I've realized over the last 48 hours that my priority as your coach is to make sure that you maintain the buffer of health and immunity that we've worked so hard to build. So what I'd like to do tomorrow is deliver you a workout that you can do. I'm gonna text you in the morning. I'm gonna tell you what the workout is. I'm gonna tell you exactly what you need to focus on. How does that sound to you? And I would do that with every single member if it takes me all day. And really this is making the difference between closing and not closing for many gyms. Um, we're seeing a 90% retention rate, granted that our gyms are taking this action before they actually close but that means that the members are still paying their membership. That's what I mean by retention. It's not like we're doing anything for free. It's not like, here's how many people are turning into my Zoom classes. It's here's how many people are still paying their membership. And the crazy thing that's happening 72 hours later is that people who had originally canceled are coming back and wow. old clients, yeah, old clients who had canceled are coming back and new clients are signing up. Like gyms are actually growing right now. So we can talk about any of that you know, you choose. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. crazy. Well, let's talk about what Catalyst and the, and the two brain gyms are doing. It sounds True. like it's working well. <laughs> yeah, so it's why awesome. we talk a little bit. Yeah. Why don't we talk about what, what are they doing at this time? Uh, what, what is, what is being successful in growing gyms at a time when gyms are, are closing their doors? Yeah. So what's being successful is one-on-one -on -one tailoring of your programming. So what you need to say to your clients, first off, you need to anchor its value. So you need to say, we have a program available. It costs more than your regular gym membership that you're paying right now. But to get us through this crisis, we're going to offer it to you at the rate that you're currently paying. And then what you're going to do is you're going to make up your group program for the day. Um, the example that I've been giving is the old CrossFit classic of like a 400 meter run and 50 air squats. And what you'll do is you'll call every single client or text them email them if you have to and say, hey, Heather, here's the workout for today. But more important, you have to give your client um, like their, their personal prescription or at least place the workout through their lens. So um, on twobraincoaching.com, Josh Martin is doing an example of this every year, every single day. But if I have a client and they're doing the, the workout 400 meter run, 50 air squats, four rounds for time, and let's say that he's trying to lose weight, I would call him and say, Jerry, um, given your goal of weight loss, here's how I want you to approach this workout. You know, maybe it's like walk the 400s or whatever. And you're going to explain, we're going to have alternating periods of high intensity, and low intensity, so you can preferentially burn fat as a fuel, whatever. Then you go to your next client, uh, Samantha. I know that you're training to be a professional hockey player. Here's how this workout is going to help you. If you look at the 50 squats in a row, you should be able to do that in about a minute 50. That's about twice as long as your average hockey shift. Then that sprint for you, a 400 meter sprint is gonna be about a minute 20. Guess what? It's the same thing. So I want you to pretend that you're on a, a penalty kill here and you're gonna go hard for a minute 20. You're gonna take a 10 second break. You're gonna go hard for a minute 20. And it's just this custom tailoring that holds all the value for people. It's not the programming. They can get the programming for free. It's not 
online video classes, they can get that for free. It's the communication and the knowledge that the coach is, this is for me. And, and the coach is connected to me and they're telling me exactly what I need to do. Hmm. Yeah, no, that that's great. So, so with uh, affiliate owners, are they bringing in coaches to help them do this and connect with their clients and, and everyone's kind of like pairing up and helping each other out? Or, I mean, that's that yeah. for gyms who have 150 people, it's a lot of people to connect with daily. So it is. Yeah. And so industry research on online coaching says that every client should get two to three minutes per day. But what's happening is like a lot of gym owners have never done this before and they're talking to people who are scared. So the average phone call is lasting about six and a half minutes. And I think during the first three or four days of this, that's what you should budget for. Bring in staff, divide up your number of clients by about six, seven minutes even. Just call people up and say, how are you doing? And then say, how are you really doing? And then deliver the workout to them, you know? Mm-hmm. You did that to me when we first got on this call. You were like, how are you doing? How are you really doing? And I was like, somebody, okay. Somebody did it to me yesterday because we, we all say, how's it going now, right? And it's we all react to that. We don't really like, care. Yeah. We don't really care. Yeah, exactly. So somebody yesterday said, no, no, Chris, how are you actually mm-hmm. doing? And uh, yeah, that felt great, you know? It makes impact. Impact. It makes you stop. It makes you realize that the other person is is asking, actually asking, "How am I doing?" They want to know. They've asked me twice, so I think I think there is I think there is something to that. So that's that's awesome. That's great. So, um, so definitely customization, the individual individualization, talking mm-hmm. to clients one on one, being like, "This is how this applies to you." Um, so, and then how, how, how are you coaching, uh, affiliates to go about maybe doing, are you guys saying like, Hey, like let's do virtual classes. Is it giving people programs and then being like, checking it then? How are you even running that from an operational standpoint? Yeah. So, um, the virtual classes are catching on. Uh, if you look at the remaining social media networks from CrossFit HQ, that's what they're showing. The problem is that, um, virtual classes are attractive to your, to your clients a little bit because of the novelty. Look at me, we're all working out at home. Oh, I can see that person's bedspread, right? That's fine, but our data shows that after three days or maybe as much as seven days, people start to lose interest. So if that's what you're doing right now, you should be counting the people who are showing up to each class. And when that number starts to drop, you have to identify the people who weren't there, contact them about one-on-one. And the one-on-one pivot, um, so if you if you look at it like the, the data from online coaches, it's a different business model than what we're used to, but this is their world. And so you have to look at like, what do they do in this online delivery with individual customization of two to three minutes per client per day is really what keeps clients long-term, right? Like they have data. The, the data that we have about online classes suggests that it can buy you a few extra days to get set up, but it should not be your long-term strategy. Mm. Yep. And um, yeah, so other than that, um, it seems like the best data supports running some kind of short-term challenge. Um, but what's really crazy interesting, talking with the online, the top online delivery coaching platforms, and looking at their data about keywords that their coaches are using, the keywords that their coaches use to keep clients around are like sleep tracking, stress tracking, mindfulness, 
it's never exercise coaching. So I think like at this time right now, people need structure in their lives. They're home all day. The kids are on their devices. The closet's full of carbs, you know, and it's like, I got no, I have no reason to wake up at 5 a.m. anymore. What do I do? And so if you can give your clients structure to their day, if you can guide them in a meditation for five minutes at 9 a.m., if you can have a group class for those who can make it once or twice, noon and five maybe, uh, and then contact every client individually and say like, Heather, what time do you plan to do this workout? Great. Can you text me as soon as you're done, please? Or take a picture of blank. Um, what Catalyst started yesterday, which is hilarious, if you follow Catalyst Fitness on Facebook, is um, there was an overhead squat challenge. So at the end of the workout, you had to like find the heaviest thing that you could in your house and overhead squat it, right? Um, I mean, that's a simple challenge. Everybody has thought of this challenge. It's not novel, but the stuff they were doing was insane. Like one guy, <laughs> one guy dressed up like um, Jesse Ventura, Jesse the Body Ventura, and he had like a WWF belt and he was like overhead squatting that and he stayed like that the whole workout. It's honestly like this challenge, Heather, is going to make us all better coaches and we're just figuring out how now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think you speak well though to the virtual fitness because that is where I'm see everyone going. I mean, yeah. that's where the gym I go to has been going. Um, I know I'm I'm hosting a virtual fitness class today, and I'm like, well, yes. we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but uh, but I think speaking to hey, yeah, this is a novelty, and and we have to make sure we're checking in with our athletes, with our clients daily, um, and on a on a personal level. So I think I think that's a great point. Um. And, and two, I guess, you know, what happens, you know, if this goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks, I mean, we've, we've seen that we've seen that in, in China. Um, I know, uh, some people in, you know, another country in Southeast Asia and their gym has been closed for six weeks. Um, and I know that is what affiliates are afraid of. And let's be real. How many affiliates have stocked away the cash and the money to <laughs> not many. Nah, pay for those things? Exactly. So yeah. what would you speak to that? I mean, yes, the, the, one of the biggest things is that client retention, retaining that membership that you have growing your gym. Goodness. Um, I guess, what would you even speak to in terms of those fears that I know our listeners are having right now and are just probably just consumed by at the moment? Yeah, I, I totally understand it. Uh, so between now and April 1st, you're right. Like your top priority is cash flow. You got to keep people paying. Definitely, um, you know, make it to April 1st so that you can bill your clients. To mitigate, or to, you know, to hedge against that a little bit, I'd be looking at cutting some expenses where you can. So if you have part-time staff and you're, you're like, oh, I feel like I need to pay them, I would go to all of them and say, would you rather be at home with your kids right now? And this is solving a ton of problems in, in gyms. About 30% of the time, the part-time staff person says, honestly, I would. Um, and so the owner just says, no problem. Then I'd go to my landlord and I would say, um, look, you know, I'm, I'm worried about cash flow. Uh, the SBA in the States, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, they've all announced like six-month mortgage abatements. Um, I know that that's, you know, I don't want to put you in a tough spot, but I also know that you're going to be getting this help. Um, could we either skip a month of rent or spread April's rent out over the next six months? Would that work? Um, 
and we're finding about 30% of the time, the landlord says absolutely no problem. Now that's not a hundred percent of the time, um, but that's going to save, you know, 3000 gyms from paying rent next month. Um, then you have to go through your essential services or, or your P and L or whatever your list of expenses. And instead of saying, what can I cut? You have to say, how can I improve the ROI on this? So for example, I pay a bookkeeper $250 a month. Instead of saying, I'm not paying my taxes next month, I'm gonna call my bookkeeper and say, Christine, what should I do here, right? Like try to optimize the ROI on that expense because like I don't just hire her because I have to, I hire her because I'm gonna get more than $250 worth of value from her anyway. So I just wanna optimize that. Um, yeah, and then the next priority is like your 60 day priority, right? Okay you've got members they're 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 still paying you 90 percent, 80 percent of your members are still paying a membership that's great however this is not what they signed up for you know let's be real about it you're pivoting your business model to online training you have to learn how to become an amazing online coach and that's not the same as as an in-person coach you need to go on youtube and watch peloton videos and see what those coaches do yeah it's more exuberant than most of us are yes it's choreography and not finding movement faults it doesn't matter pivot to what works okay like find models um and you know so 60 days we think that you have to build an online training business the silver lining here is that <clears throat> you're going to end this crisis with an online training business too and we really think that gyms who pivot quickly are going to learn really fast and they're going to actually have a stronger business when they finish um, 90 days from now, you need to get your money back. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to contact all of the clients who canceled, make an appointment to talk with them one-on-one, -on -one, and you have to be following up with them through the whole crisis anyway, mm -hmm. just because they're not paying you money doesn't mean they're not paying attention anymore. Um, so at, at the 90 day mark, you want to slowly ramp back up. Uh, if you can't get into your facility, start holding workouts in park and just spread everybody out then contact former clients uh you know make sure that they have an appointment to talk to you the day that your gym is open and then you should be applying for sba relief loans too and uh, we post a lot of those links on our site um yeah there, there is funding available uh a lot of the governments are making it available within like three days af after application but most of these grants are first come first served there's a limited pool and when it's gone it's gone and um, we started telling two brain gyms to like get on top of that list about 48 hours ago. And some of them have already been approved. Wow. No, that, that's helpful. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. I, I think that sure. speaks to a lot of fears that affiliate owners are having right now. Yeah. Um, and I know you had mentioned earlier that you've been even seeing growth, growth in gyms during this time, which is, yeah. I think, mind blowing to think about. Uh, can you kind of speak on that? What have you seen? Why why are clients coming back that may have canceled a month ago? Why are they coming back in this crisis, this pandemic, when the gym's doors are closed? I mean, what what maybe do you think is leading to that? And what what affiliates uh, are listening on this podcast? What can they take away from that and that you've seen? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to over extrapolate anything, so I won't guess as to their motivation, but. I know a mistake that I've made a lot as an affiliate owner is assuming that like what I like is what my clients like. And so when somebody quits, I take it personally. Ah, they don't like me. They hate my product, right? 
but really maybe they couldn't just make the class times or or maybe they didn't like one-on-one -on -one training and so what more and more gyms are finding every single day is hang on as soon as i talked about online training on my facebook page this old client came back and signed up at my new rate or hang on this person who canceled 48 hours ago says i see the fun that the community is having i want to be part of it and there are outlier cases where some members are saying like let me pay for six months in advance or let me pay for somebody else's membership and that's amazing but you can't bank on that so what you have to do is you have to start saying to people i have this online training option now there's no data to support this this is just a wild guess but i think right now people are looking for structure and health uh, they're terrified of being at home. They're terrified of catching this disease and not recovering. They know that they can build a barrier of health. They're health conscious and they're looking for solutions right now. And so I think a lot of the people who might have signed up for Peloton two months ago are now looking at these individual coaches and saying, this is a viable option for me. Um, the last piece of this, Heather, that I almost forgot is you have to keep accepting new clients. And it's really, really easy. All you do is say, I know that you have an appointment booked to talk to me on Thursday. Can you believe this crisis? Um, I'd still love to meet with you. I just don't want to ask you to leave your house. Uh, can we just do this over Zoom? And that's working for a ton of people. Mm. Yeah, no, that, I mean, I think that's cool. That's the first time I've heard that. And of course, yeah, it's, it's new data. It's new stuff you're seeing. You don't know exactly why <laughs> it's yeah. happening. Uh, I do think that's neat, though. It's cool to see clients. I, I know even on our the gym's Facebook page that I go to, there have been comments from people that I'm like, I thought you were gone. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's it's true. I mean, I, I've said this before, but it you know it's one of those things that it doesn't sink in. Just because they're not paying you money doesn't mean they're not paying attention. And that's been true at Catalyst. It's been true at tons of other gyms. Um, this is really what I'm digging into right now is trying to figure out like, why are these people coming back? Why now? What is it that they want to achieve? So that I can share that with everybody too. Um, mm -hmm. It's only really happened in the last 36 hours. Mm -hmm. um, the other amazing thing that's happened is the flip side of this. Now, um, I'm trying my best not to get into trouble by saying the wrong thing ever. But if you have a client who is not a great fit for your gym or heaven forbid you have a coach that really, they don't fit your culture anymore. Let's put it that way. Um, they're not really on the bus. There's an amazing opportunity right now to go into this cocoon, metamorphosize and come out different than when you went in. And a few people are saying, you know, I had two calls last night where somebody said, hey, this, this coach quit because I can't give her hours. I've been trying to fire her for six months. You know, um, I don't want to say, the wrong thing here so i'll i'll end that story right there but it, there's an opportunity it, there 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 are some seeds being planted through your words that could be helpful to those who are listening so but you're right i mean i think we can take this as an opportunity to metamorphosize as you said uh i think that's important to look at it that way instead of being like oh man this is gonna ruin my business no how could it change your business for the better how can you learn where your holes are because boy you're gonna learn where your holes are in uh client retention right now um yeah. 
Yeah, and, and even speaking of of staff, um, Chris, I'm curious, what maybe advice can you give on that end? I know there are full-time coaches out sure. there who are panicking about their jobs. I know there are owners who are like, will I be able to afford this? They're not coaching classes anymore. We can't do 20 virtual classes a week. You know, what, what maybe yeah. work can I pay them for to still like help them live through this coronavirus outbreak? Well, um, there are a lot of models out there where the trainer is paid by their client, right? So we teach a model where you know, they're getting a percentage, but there are other models too. And if your coach is on that model, then they're probably going to be okay. It's, you know, it's your job as the owner to build the audience, to get them clients, to help them retain clients. And so, yeah, the, the pressure on you here is really retain clients. Uh, the pressure on you should not be how do I get the money to pay the coaches? So if you're just paying people to do classes, you're going to have a struggle here. You, there are hard conversations ahead for sure. What you can do to kind of bridge the gap is you can bring these people in and say, you know, here's my client list. Here's 20 people. For the next 30 days, you're responsible for them. Here's all the tools that I know to keep them around. Here's how you tailor the programming, like here's some videos or whatever that will help you explain the why. The more engaged you are, the safer your job will be. Um, yeah, and I mean, that's it. If you've got people doing other things in the gym, like cleaning and stuff, there's really not much that you can do for them, unfortunately. Uh, but there are government relief programs for them uh, independent of you too, so. Yeah, that's helpful. Thank you. Um, sure. And then, yeah, and then Chris probably, you know, starting to kind of wrap, we could, we could probably talk about coronavirus all day long because that's all totally. people talk about, <laughs> but kind of starting to wrap things up. You know, we, we've spoken to a lot of fears. We've spoken to serving and, and protecting the clients. I mean, what, any maybe other advice that we haven't hit on that you're like, you know, this is really top of mind, or this is something I've really seen that has worked well for the two brain gyms uh, that you could share with those listening today. So I think the greatest opportunity to grow here is not in revenue. It's not in how many clients you have. It's an opportunity to grow as a leader. And, you know, I don't, I study leadership. I read a lot of books. You do too. Everybody listening to this has read a book about leadership in the last 12 months, right? And everybody here has heard from five people who are willing to give them leadership lessons in exchange for money. And that's great. But knowledge of leadership is not the same thing as stepping up and leading. And what I know from the real leaders in my life is that they have this, they have this ability to turn their greatest crisis or, or their darkest crisis into their greatest hour. And I think that every single gym owner is in this position right now where they have to choose. Are you going to cower in the corner or are you going to step up and lead? And if you choose to step up and lead, then um, I will do everything that I can to support you. I know you will too, Heather. Um, and that's the people that we're creating these resources for. There are other people who are scared and you know, we're all scared. Um, they are gonna go out of business and it's not because they're a victim. They're, they're choosing to um, to look at like what's happening to me instead of what are my options to continue the mission. The people who are taking active steps to continue the mission, you know, good for you. There's a lot of noise out there. It's really hard to filter through it to find the signal in the noise. Um, 
But if you can do that, there are gyms that are growing from this who will be better off and they'll be better off because their leaders are better leaders than they were before we went into this. Mm. I love that picture that you said, uh, like moving through that darkness into the light, you know, letting that darkness refine so that when you get into the light, you look a whole lot better than you did before. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I really believe it. I, I think that the, the gyms that make it through this crisis will be led by better leaders than they ever were. And they will be more financially sound than they ever were with stronger partnerships. Um, you know, I got in some trouble a few days ago because I, I sent an email to our email list and it said like, let's face it, the gyms who survive um, are going to have a massive advantage because you know it, it business is a game of attrition to win really you just have to stick around long enough and either your competition will go away or you'll just keep enough clients that you'll be fine the problem is that if you're a gym owner and your gym is closing and you're crying and you're writing this email to your clients about why it's closing and you read that email you think chris cooper is the biggest asshole on earth but really the intent there was to say um you know if you can get through this you will attract people to your leadership and care, and uh, you'll have new partners. Not you will scavenge the the you'll pick over the bones of the gyms that closed. You know, hmm. Chris. I think every time I talk to you, you have the phrase in there. At one point, I got in trouble the other day. <laughs> <It's, I'm> not, <laughs> I think it always happens. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. I I wish I was perfect, but I'm not. And you know, <clears throat> when I'm writing these love letters, it's like 4 a.m. I'm usually responding to a question that somebody's asked me and um, let's face it, like, <clears throat> you know, most of the time we can sugarcoat the message, right? We can be tactful, we can be polite, but there's no time for that right now. And while we still try to be tactful, like there's a harsh reality out there that everybody needs to face up to. And that is that some gyms are going to close. So if you are a gym that's going to close, what are you going to do about it? You know, it's not, who do you know? It's not whose fault is it? It's, what are you going to do about it? And if you're going to close, how can you get a job as a coach at another gym so that the mission can continue, just not under your brand? If you don't want to close, you know, are you fighting like hell with everything that you have to stay open? Are you open to other techniques or, uh, you know, or, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the alternative is, honestly. I don't have a choice, so I choose to stay open. Yeah, and I mean, you know, love, a key ingredient of love is truth. And I think yeah. you're you're delivering the fully baked love casserole. And that Thank is you. gonna you're welcome. And that is some truth <laughs> that it's gonna be delivered in there. So yeah, I yeah, Chris, I, I think I think what you've said is good. Uh, I think what you said is true, and I think what you said is needed to hear uh, needed to be heard uh by our listeners, by the affiliate community as a whole. So I Thanks, do. Heather. Um yeah, no, so so wrapping up, any any last nuggets, any last uh, coronavirus outbreak 2020 uh, survival kit methods that you just want to touch base, you know, wash your hands, cover your mouth when you sneeze, um, love your clients well. <laughs> uh, any Anything else that you want to say? Yeah, it's um, be ready to change. You're not going to come out of this the same person that you went in. And if you're holding too hard to the person that you are right now, um, you know, you're going to choke yourself. Uh, you have to be open to new opportunities and new change and just accept that the world is different today than it was when we went to bed last night. Um, 
and be open to that. And when I see gym owners who are really pivoting, really embracing and growing right now, that's the common characteristic to all of this. Yes, that's great, Chris. Well, hey, thank you so much Thanks. for taking time today, talking to me on the podcast. It's always a joy to have you on. Um, You're always and my for favorite, our listeners today, you. guys. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> a lot of people say that to me, but I don't know why. Um, it's weird. Yes. So no, seriously. <laughs> but seriously, Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. And to our listeners today, guys, he said a lot of great stuff, a lot of things to go and apply, a lot of things to go and try. And I, this time is about adapting, adapting daily, um, being real, being honest, being authentic with your members and connecting on points that they can connect on. So Chris, great having you. Thanks for being here today. Always. Thanks. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.